This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the First Cut Podcast. This is your round three recap of the Cognizant Classic. I'm your host, Patrick McDonald, and I am joined by Greg Ducharme. Greg, how is your Saturday going? Oh, fantastic Saturday, all in all. Um, I, I love watching golf at PGA National. It's it's so cool, and I would love to see a you know, a, a really high level field here. Like if they elevated this event, I know it probably doesn't fit in the schedule, but it's just such a cool golf course. And for the reasons that we love it, the PGA tour players don't necessarily because you're hanging on for dear life. It feels like the entire time. Um, but what I love about it, Patrick is these shots are while they're so challenging and so penal, if you miss they're fair and you can execute. And you see a lot of these guys near the top of the leaderboard give themselves a lot of looks at birdie. And it makes it for a really fun watch. I, I too love watching golf at PGA National and the entire Florida Swing. One, because we can podcast at 5.45 in the afternoon and not 9 p.m. at night. And two, like you said, there's just so much variance out there. And, and we saw a bunch of that today. Uh, but but not so much in the morning with some of these early movers that we have. Some big names. Ben Silverman, 5 under 66. Jacob Bridgman, your boy, you were talking up his golf swing. Oh, in the sweet green, golf swing. In the green room before this, 6 under 65. Russell Henley, a popular one-and-done selection of many of the viewers, making a lot of people happy right now with a 6 under 65 to kind of get himself in the mix. I believe he is at eight under for the tournament. And so I, I think the one we should probably touch on is Russell Henley out of those three, a, a winner at this golf course before uh, moves up 41 spots with his round three performance and kind of gives himself an outside chance going into Sunday. Yeah. It's another thing you love about golf at PGA national. You know, you go shoot 66, uh, 65 early in the morning, six under par. And all of a sudden you can move up 41 spots. You know, that, that's that's really cool. But today's round from Russell Henley is highlighted by a blazing hot start. He got off to four birdies in a row, which is really the area of the golf course where you need to get it going because it it's pretty difficult after that. And after that, 
stretch. He really he takes care of the two par fives, 10 and 18, uh, and adds a bonus at 15. But the cool thing about Russell Henley today is it was the the same kind of iron play that we always see from him, where he's hitting it in there consistently to 15 feet, 20 feet, 10 feet. Like he is in that range all day. And he, and he made a bunch of them today. That mid-range area for him, when it gets going, he can go really low. And, it, you know, it's a cliche saying, but he's not afraid of going low. When he starts making a bunch of birdies, all he wants is more. Um, so it was cool to see him get off to that start today and finish it off with a really nice 33 on the back nine as well. Yeah, I do wonder if uh, there isn't a little bit of disappointment in those first two rounds in particular. We think about Russell Henley. We think about a very accurate driver and a great iron player. Russell Henley is gaining seven strokes on the field with the putter, which is bonkers for Russell Henley. And for him not to marry that with the typically reliable approach play, I, I can't help but think there's probably a little bit of disappointment in the Henley camp because of that. Yeah, you know, he's, he is losing strokes approaching the green. Um, he, he hit a bunch. He hit it better today. I mean, mm-hmm. I know. But but this is like he gains 1.7 strokes today. The typical Russell Henley performance is you do that across every round. And in the first two rounds, he loses strokes. He only hit 12 greens in the first two rounds. Today he was able to hit 16. And it just kind of gives himself, he gave himself today those opportunities where you, you don't have to make all your 15 footers, but they're all for birdie. And you got so many of them. And whereas in the first couple of rounds, he has one or two. And when they don't go in, it, it crushes your round because you just don't have the opportunities. But today he did and he took advantage. Another player to take advantage of the conditions early is one. Josh, get ready for this. Ricky Fowler. Ricky and Fowler. There we go. There we go. Uh, Ricky, back-to-back 67s after opening with an even round, uh, round of even par on Thursday. He was one of those guys who was probably in the worst of it in terms of conditions, being out there late Thursday and early Friday in the windiest of it, so to speak. But he's battled back really nicely these last two days. They're at eight under. Only five strokes off the lead. Another previous champion at this golf course has come close as well uh, a couple other times. And Ricky Fowler, he's been, to put it bluntly, pretty poor since his win at the 2023 Rocket Mortgage, Mortgage Classic. You think about kind of a middling playoff there, a, a poor Ryder Cup where he was battling the sniffles, and just a bad West Coast swing where he really couldn't get anything going in his game but the switch to florida and then tra- transition to the honda classic or the cognizant classic is, is proving to uh maybe be the medicine that ricky needed i you know i have a hard time with ricky fowler for in general for a couple reasons one his golf swing looks so much better you know it's on plane now it's so much cleaner it's so simple and he has this tendency to make big mistakes at bad times, it kind of derails his rounds. Um, he he ha- can have a tendency to be like um, a little bit of a letdown kind of player. Where oh, yeah. and, and he, even this week, he he did it yesterday. I mean, he's six under with four holes to go and makes two bogeys in his last four holes. And it's just 
like disappointing. Today's round, he makes six birdies and plays phenomenal golf. And then there's just this little letdown at five. He plays it away from the water, leaves himself an easy up and down and doesn't get it up and down. Right. Misses a shorty, which is but he's been better with this week. Then at 15, he hits it on the green, avoids the mistake of, uh, you know, hitting it in the water there. And and he doesn't hit it in the back bunkers either. Hits it on the green and three putts. And and these are the kind of things that just leave you wanting with Ricky. And that's where his game has been for quite some time. But I love where he is with the golf swing. And he's got to eliminate those mistakes so we can garner a little more momentum and you know get in the mix, get actually in this tournament, which he probably is right now sitting at eight under par. But it's it's still a stretch. You you could very easily see him at eleven or twelve under par. If you were nitpicky, he could be leading. Um, but I, I think it'd be very very fair to say he he should probably be at ten or eleven under right now. Yeah, I think Sepp Straka came from five back, but there were some uh, weird circumstances that year. I think what David or uh, Daniel, Ber- I almost called him David Berger. Uh, Daniel Daniel Berger blew a big lead at the rain, rain yeah. cloud late as yeah. well. Da- uh, yeah, Daniel Berger looked like David Berger Sunday, yeah. um, <laughs> which was kind of out of the ordinary. And the rainstorm uh, was one of the. Uh, Sep hit a second shot into that uh, in that rainstorm too. Um, but that was one of the craziest circumstances I've ever seen in such a short period of time. Yeah, I think Shane's drive went like 240 yards or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, we will get into some of the afternoon wave. Uh, I still think Russ and R- Ricky have an outside chance. Not not a not a good one, but an outside. We'll get into some of the afternoon wave, some of the guys who probably will win this golf tournament after a quick word from one of our partners. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. You expected someone else? So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And we are back. Min Wu Lee. The Minsiders are rejoicing. Uh, many, uh, eight birdies on moving day, five under 66. 
Uh, really had the putter rolling today. That was the real difference, I think, in Minwoo's la- uh, round compared to the other two. And he's someone who kind of unlike the other big names, he, he he's not in the signature events yet, right? He, he struggled a little bit on the West Coast getting around these golf courses he hasn't seen before. He said he's putting way too, too much expectations on his shoulders, and he, he's finally realizing he just got to – he has to live with the top 20 finish on an off week. So uh, w- what did you make of Minwoo's round today? Well, I think the round that Minwoo played today is emblematic of his style. Where, look, this is not a Colin Morikawa, right? This is this is not a Scotty Scheffler type ball striker. He's got a great swing. And he's got a lot of speed, but he can get a little wild at times. Uh, and and that is something that obviously adds a little bit of stress, but at the same time, it allows Minwoo to be Minwoo. Uh, it allows him to shine and, and gather a little bit of momentum. So today's round was a little bit wild. I mean, he hit some great shots and he hit some poor shots. He made some bogeys and, you know, the like the, the birdie at 13 and 14, that was that's huge. You're heading right into the bear trap after making bogey at 12. And he goes in there and makes a really cool birdie at 13 uh, after a wild tee shot and gets it up there onto the front of the green and makes a really nice putt. And then at 14, hits it in the fairway and hits it inside of five feet. So that was a a big stretch. And that adds a a bonus birdie at 16, if you will. So I I think Minwoo is... For some reason, I wouldn't expect him to play well in Florida because of that style. Yet, he did play really well at the players last year and is right here in the mix again this year. Yeah, it, it is interesting because I am in the same boat. You think of Minwoo Lee, you think tons of power off the tee, but it could go probably anywhere. The iron play is not his strength. He's great around the greens, very creative, and he can get scorching hot with the putter and with how much trouble is around PGA national with that skill set, you wouldn't think it's conducive for his type of play, but here he is 10 under only three back a lot on the line for someone like Minwoo, who, like I said, isn't into those events yet. Uh, and someone who we know can win big time events. I mean, he won the Scottish open a few years back over Matt Fitzpatrick in a playoff. He won in Australia this winter. He popped there with Scotty Scheffler at the Players, like you said. He was there at the U.S. Open, too. And so he probably already is a star. I mean, social media loves him. The PGA Tour social team is slobbering all over him, too. He got to play with Tua in the Pro-Am. Uh, but if if this win comes, it only adds to kind of that name. Yeah, it would add to it big time. And I, I would say, normally, with most players... He's got to hit some more greens tomorrow if he wants to have any chance at winning. But I, I'm not sure he does. I mean, he's got to hit more. Yesterday he hit eight greens. Okay, he's got it. He's got to hit more than that. Today he hit ten, but makes eight birdies. That's insane. You know, so <laughs> is that that that's unlikely to happen again. Um, but at the same time, there's this flair for the dramatic that he seems to have. So I, I, he's a hard one to figure out for me, but sitting three shots back of the lead with 
two players who have never won on the PGA Tour before, uh, and and Shane Lowry, it's thin up in front of you. You're in a tied for fourth, and you're only three back. You got a very good chance tomorrow. Someone who was at that 10 under number during his back nine looked like he was going to put a charge into this tournament, has been driving it on a, on a string all week long, put the long tees out of his golf bag, mini tee, short tees only. Rory McIlroy, a day after going around the bear trap in two under, this time around, the bear bites back. Bogey from the greenside bunker on the 15th to drop to nine under. Triple bogey seven. Josh put out a tweet from the First Cut Podcast Twitter account. He's had a triple bogey in every tournament on the PGA Tour so far this season. Likely undoes his chances for this tournament. He he birdies the 18th, stands at seven under, half a dozen back. But Greg, we we talked about Ricky Fowler being a tease. Seems like Rory, he's just he he too is finding new ways to kind of play with you a little bit. Yeah, but he has 24 wins. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so so I, I don't quite go there with him. I, I think Rory's more of a case of he just puts himself in the mix so much and lives under the under the microscope uh so much more than most PGA tour players. So this is what I was concerned with Rory coming into the week. Um, I, it happened a whole lot later than I thought it might. And at this point, you know, it's, it's not the thing that has really held him out of this event. The, the putter was ice cold today. It was ice cold and, and that can be frustrating and it can lead to poor decisions and it can lead to like on 16, he hits it. It's right of a right flag. You know, that that's like. I, I got to hit it close to make a birdie. I got to hit it close because I'm not making anything. He consistently gives himself 15, 20 feet. Like there's so much patience throughout all three rounds of this tournament. And today, none of them fall. And for the first time, it's a, it's a bogey. I guess it's not the first time he made a bogey at one yesterday, but made a birdie right away at two and three. Um, so look, this was, this was disappointing. He didn't take advantage of number three. That was the first par five. He didn't take advantage of all week. Um, and it was just consistently missing 15 to 20 footers. And all of a sudden you're one over par. And then he, you really think he's going to get it going, but a couple mistakes in the bear trap cost him. I'm, I'm going to push back a little bit on you. And I, I said yesterday that I was very impressed with his patience, and I agree it probably got tested there on the uh, the 16th. But he's 10 under. He just rattles off three birdies in a four-hole stretch. He makes a nice putt there on 10 after three-putting the ninth for a bogey. And I think it's really just some a lack of sharpness with the iron play that has really gotten to him. This week, because like you said there, Greg, when when he's not hitting everything inside 20 feet, he's he's facing a ton of like seems like 25 to 45 footers for birdie. And that really tests your patience. And then you have an iron game that isn't up to par for Rory McIlroy. And you come to 16. That's dangerous instead of just, you know, you have all the room in the world to the left of it. And just missing that right is honestly 
it's uh it's very very uh kind of hard to believe for someone like Rory McIlroy. Yeah, it's uh, like the cardinal sin on that hole, right? Yeah. So, is that over aggressive? Is that a break in patience, or is it just a sloppy shot altogether? I could see, I could see your point. I mean, he definitely has hit some loose iron shots this week, um, but at the same time, I've I've been impressed with the iron play. It's just been patient, and mm-hmm. so I, I see, I see where you're coming from. I I'm not going to push back again. <laughs> what uh what did you make of him trying to pull off Bill Haas circa what year was that? Two thousand what was that? Yeah. You're in the neighborhood. I was gonna say <laughs> ten and eight or ten. No not idea. Nine. Not not nine. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know. It, but years ago. Um well, it's obviously risky. Um, I've always been told you just don't. Oh, there, Josh says 2011. So, okay, Paul in the chat says 2012. So we've really <laughs> we've sprinkled the board here. It's so somewhere between, between 2008. <laughs> yeah, 2008 and 2012. Hopefully, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I trust Josh. Okay, we'll say 11. Um, but I, I don't know. I yeah. don't know what to make of it. Is it a bad decision? Probably, probably not. You know, you probably got to go for that. Yeah. Okay. You agree? Yeah, I think hindsight's obviously twenty twenty. Uh, I think it's. I don't know. It's. I mean, I'm cool with him doing it. It happened if he pulls it off and he blasted 20 feet past, we're, we're singing a different tune, obviously. So. Yeah, and where are you gonna? I mean, you make a double instead of a triple, yeah. Oh, well, all yeah. right, we got let's get into uh, let's get into some guys who have a chance to win. Let's see, lots of people at that 10 under number. I mean, party Marty Laird is in the mix somehow, Kevin, you 10 under. Uh, Victor Perez, one of those DP World Tour graduates, 10 under as well. I mean, we could go anywhere, honestly, but I think we should. You want to just go to the leaders? You want to go to the guys at the top? Let's do it. Okay. Three men stand atop the Cognizant Classic leaderboard at the moment at 13 under. You probably couldn't pick three more different men on the PGA Tour. You got PGA Tour sophomore Austin Eckroat after a 368. Open champion, once upon a time, Shane Lowry after a 566. And 42-year-old David Skins after firing that same round as well. The three of them, three clear of the field, heading into Sunday. Greg, who do you want to begin with? Sugar Shane Lowry. Let's start with uh, Austin Eckroat. Let's start start with Austin Eckroat. 368 out of the final group today. Uh, this is a guy who's kind of been, I think, simmering for, for the past, uh, kind of since last summer. Held the 54-hole lead at the Byron Nelson that Jason Day won. Held a share of the lead heading into the weekend at this year's Sony Open as well. Highly touted out of Oklahoma State. Very young. The world in front of him appears to have all the game in the world. And now he's in the final group Sunday looking for his first PGA Tour win. Okay, so all the top 10s that he's had in on the PGA tour spent four. Um, 
he has shot three sixty fives and a sixty eight on Sunday. Really good stuff. I mean, you look at Corrales Puntacane shot sixty six sixty eight over the weekend. AT and T Byron Nelson, you mentioned he had the fifty four hole lead, shot sixty three sixty five over the weekend. Uh, I mean, that's pretty good golf. I know you, he didn't win, but that's pretty darn good golf. The U.S. Open uh, at LACC, 73-65 over wow. the weekend. And the RSM Classic this year, 66-65 over the weekend. So, look, some guys are... He, he's too young to really put a like a mark on him like this. But mm-hmm. some guys have the ability to to pop on the PGA tour. And so far he's been a popper. That's why he kept his card last year. Um, but the thing that separates the poppers from, you know, the thing that makes it work for a popper is when you can finish it off and you, you can go play a great round on Sunday. And he's shown that when he's in the mix, he's not afraid to go, go get it. I think his game suits this golf course really well. Um, he's a very accurate driver of the golf ball uh, and has shown that this week as well. I'm I'm, in, I'm impressed with his game. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him put together a great score tomorrow. I don't expect to see him go away. I'm not sure he's going to win, but I don't expect to see him fade away. I think I agree with that statement. Who are who are some of the other uh, poppers on the PGA Tour? Would you say, would you say uh, Nick Taylor is a popper? Yeah, a, a little more consistent. Okay. Right? Like Yeah. There was a time when Tom Hoagie was a popper. Mm, okay. Full uh, full he's gotten a little more consistent too. He's gotten better. I got one for you. Yeah. Jim Herman, popper. First the team ul- all popper. The ultimate. Okay. The ultimate. Gosh. Right? He doesn't get in the mix and he wins. Camp Champ is a popper. That's a good one too. Right? Um he has a little more talent so it doesn't really fit the mold, but you have like these are going a couple years back when I was first, you know, coming developing this idea. We had like <laughs> Austin Cook, and uh, <laughs> he was just would pop off and he's in contention again. Uh, Andrew Landry, Uh-oh. all of a sudden, he's like going toe to toe on the 72nd hole with somebody trying to win, and, and and then they're missing a lot of cuts outside of that. But that's the way that you can keep your, you need a couple good weeks. You know, we're going to talk about Shane Lowry at some point. He was not a popper last year on the PGA tour. And that's why he didn't make the playoffs. Here's, here's a good trivia question for you for okay Andrew Landry. And I will say it does somewhat tie to Shane Lowry, but maybe not in the way you'd expect. <laughs> okay. Andrew Landry held the first round lead. At what major championship? Ah, I see the trick. You would think uh, 2019 Open, but that was not it. It was the 2016 U.S. Open at Oakmont. Ding, 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 ding. Well done, Greg. Well done. Yep. A big hitter, (laughs) a big popper like Andrew Landry taking down Pittsburgh's finest. Yep. (laughs) What a weird leaderboard that was. Scott Piercy too in the mix. <laughs> Craziness. He's a he's a popper too. Scott Piercy. Yeah, we haven't seen the as quite as many pops the last couple of years. He had but, the he had the 3M before the yeah. blister happened. 
Yeah, that's right. Oh. <laughs> Remember that? That's cr- I didn't see it going that way. Similar golf course to this one, by the way. It is a lot of trouble. All right, let's get into uh, let's get into Shane Lowry. Five under sixty six, tied for the lead. He's playing in one of the final two groups. I think they're going off in threesomes tomorrow potentially. I could be wrong. Don't hold me to it. But this is the third straight year that Shane Lowry will play in one of the final two groups Sunday at PGA National. 2022 resulted in a runner-up finish, which we touched on before. Last year, he finished inside the top five as well. Shane Lowry, major champion. He won the BMW PGA Championship the week the Queen passed away. God bless her. And a winner of a World Golf Championship as well. He has everything on his resume. But it's been since 2015 since he's gotten it done in the States somehow. Uh, what What's your temperature on Sugar Shane Lowry? Quite good. It has been for quite some time. Uh, you know, like I mentioned last year, he didn't make the FedEx Cup playoffs, but played really quite well. You know, he played 18 events. He had nine top 25s and finishes 78th in the FedEx Cup. His only top 10 was here at the Honda Classic. Mm-hmm. I think there's a couple reasons why he seems to find success here. Um, but as it comes to today's round, he hits him, he stuffs it at number one, which kind of gets this, gets things rolling. Um, and he's a wonderful iron player and has this ability to, he, he just sees a trajectory and is able to hit it. He, he, there's not a lot of thought that goes into it. Not a lot of mechanical work or technique, a little setup adjustment, see the shot and hit it. And, and when a golf course like this presents some wind, which changed throughout the day a little bit, pre- presents some gusts and you got to flight the ball a little bit, his creativity, his assets rise to the forefront. Uh, and that's why you're seeing him lead the field and strokes gain approach today. But it it just feels like there's a little bit of magic going on with him. You think about the up and down, if you want to call it that, the par save at number eight today. Mm. Not many guys have made par this week after hitting it in the water. Uh, he hit it in the water off the tee, left of eight, takes a drop, and hits it in there to four feet. And that kind of ability with the approach shots is a separator. And then you look at what happens on the greens and Florida golf has flat, flatter greens and it presents a big opportunity for some guys that may struggle on the greens to get it rolling and compete. And, and that's, I think why Shane Lowry, those two things are the reason Shane Lowry's had so much success here. I I think that's a good assessment, especially given his relative struggles on the West coast these past few years, he always seems to just get it going at PJ national, no matter what, and, and really turn his season around. You look back at 2022, what he did following the Honda classic and putting together a really good season last year, obviously not his best work. Uh, he is in the field next week for the API. He got, he was one of the sponsors invites. That's a completely different conversation. But if he gets in through his own uh, qualification, his own qualifying, that does give way for another sponsor's invite to get in, whoever they give that to. Probably someone on the board. Uh, But like you said, the iron play has just been 
dynamite today. And and the one oh. the one drop shot was he missed a putt from like two and a half feet, three feet. Yeah, thirteen. Hey, you know, an easy up and down, and hits a fine chip and and misses it, which is a ki- kind of a killer, right? He, he did miss a couple shorties today, um, beyond just the one at thirteen, but uh, adds the birdie at six, birdie sixteen and, and and eighteen. This is looking really good for Shane Lowry right now. He's got to love the position he's in. He must, and someone who finds himself in that same position. For the first time in his career, at age 42, first time holding a lead after any round of a PGA Tour event, the Englishman, David Skins. To say this has come out of nowhere, I believe would be an understatement. 1,000 to 1 pre-tournament. He's played in 32 PGA Tour events, Greg. He's made 13 cuts. His best career finish? The RSM Classic a couple years back, T29, three wins on the Corn Ferry Tour, has got him back on the PGA Tour. A former, I believe he drove for Uber Eats potentially during the pandemic. We had the former bouncer and Jake Knapp win last week. Is this the new trend on the PGA Tour? Are we turning into the blue collar tour? The second where, job tour. Yeah, yeah. Right. And and he finds himself. After a bogey-free, phenomenal round of five under sixty-six, with a chance to really, in a season filled with long shots, be the biggest surprise, then it would be a surprise. Now, look, you've been playing on the Corn Ferry Tour for a long time, the way he has. Um, it, it's it means two things: one, you're really good at golf, really, really good at golf; two, you're not that good at golf. <laughs> <laughs> right because you're not like it's not a good thing to be the the career money winner on it's a it's a backhanded compliment but Mini it's tour really legend, hard to eric do. cole <laughs> it, it's really hard to do so there's that kind of dichotomy are you really good enough um, but you look at what he's done so far this week and he's played the par fives really well in both round one and today he made birdie on all three of them. He's there's only, you know, the 12 opportunities. I guess he's had nine opportunities on par fives. Uh, he's eight under on the par five so far. Um, and for the week he's sitting at 13 under. So he's done a lot of his work on par fives and that's exactly what you do, right? You go in there and make a nice putt at number one. And then you take care of the par fives and you add another birdie, in there somewhere and you've played a great round he scrambled when he had to got lucky when he needed it like 18 um 18 was extremely lucky to carry the bunker uh to carry the water into the bunker and the bunker shot was so sweet that long bunker shot from the front of the green could have gone in it, it was a sweet shot so a little mix right you, ha- you have some smart play you got some scrambling. Um, he, he holds some nice putts, some really nice par saving putts, and he played smart. And all of a sudden, it's sixty six, and you're uh, in a tie for the lead going into Sunday. This is, it's pretty insane. I mean, his first stroll around. This is a second stint on the PGA Tour. He first came out in two thousand twenty two. 
went back to the Corn Ferry Tour in 2023 where he won again. But his first stint on the PGA Tour, it was uh, it was really bad, <laughs> like really bad. And even this season, four starts, four missed cuts. His iron play was actually somewhat decent in Mexico, so he's carried that over. But it's just uh, – it would be – a great story. I'm rooting for the 42-year-old. I, I think it would just be awesome for him to break through. Greg, another trivia question for you. Okay. No pressure on this one, since you got the other one correct. Official money won by David Skins in his PGA Tour career. Um, it's going to go up after this week. It's, it's not much. Mm-mm. It's not much. Um, what forty six thousand dollars? Oh, you under you undersold him two hundred seventy five k. All right, yeah, undersold him by quite a bit. Yes, yeah, so I thought he had made, he he he's made what thirteen cuts on the PGA Tour. Thirteen cuts. Yeah. yeah. So I guess what? Two yeah, that was five. bad thinking by me. It's about what twenty grand per cut, little. 22 grand per cut yeah. about yeah early weekend two times yep all righty let's uh josh let's get into the betting favorites of the cognizant classic let's see where they stand we got shane lowry plus 175 ekrote three to one david skins put some respect on his name odds makers seven and a half to one min woo lee 12 to one kevin Yu. 25 to 1, Perez 28, Jacob Bridgman, Greg's best friend at 35, and Party Marty Laird 40 to 1. Greg, are you going to go with one of the three at the top or are you going to get a little spicy maybe? Well, I think Shane Lowry's going to win. Okay, but if I'm going to get away from that, I'm going to get away from the top. Um, and I got a couple guys I'm interested in in each category, if you will. So at the, in the ten in the thirteen unders I like Lowry, in the ten unders I like Kevin Yu, um, in the nine unders I like Andrew Novak a lot, and I like Andrew Novak a lot. Um, so he's going to dip to eight. Are you going to dip to eight? Yeah. Uh, and you know who it is. Maybe you I don't. Know who it is. I know who it is. Tell the viewers, though, because I already know who it is. You know that I know that you know who it is. <laughs> I don't think you know who it is. Come on, Greg. Matthew Pavone. Oh. Yeah, you okay. didn't know. I was thinking. Nap time? Uh, yeah, I was thinking Sean Parker, Napster, Jake Knapp. Do you see that connection yeah. there? Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Um, Love Jake Knapp's game. It's it, it's sweet. It's fun to watch him perform like that this year. But Matthew Pavone's just so underrated this year. All he's mm. done is contend. Disappointing double today at 16. If he was at 10 under, I'd be all over this. We would have spent a lot of time on him. But he made a similar mistake to Rory McIlroy from the fairway, which is uh, unlike him because his play has been just stellar in every area of the game. So, yeah, I guess uh, Lowry, Novak, Kevin Yu, Matthew Pavone. 
Okay. Okay. And I mean, tons of rankings going out. I was kind of doing a, a ranking show last night and based on a couple of them, FedEx cup, Matthew Pavon, best player in the world based on what have you done for me lately? Jake Knapp, best player in the world, both around 90 to one. Uh, but if I'm going someone near the top, I'm, I honestly might bet Jake Knapp. I, I'm going to go with Min Wooley. I, uh, I, th- I think he's a, he's a momentum guy. Yeah. You he's just very much a momentum guy. Tomorrow. It could just get so weird. And if he somehow makes seven birdies tomorrow, I, let the chips fall wherever <laughs> they may, honestly. But I it just love so, the firepower. If, if Min Woo Lee wins tomorrow, it will be one of the most exciting tournaments we've seen in a long time. And it's I just PGA don't think there's any way around it. Might be rooting for. If not Lowry, they might be rooting for Min Woo. Like if, if David Skins wins, it's a great story. But the drama coming down the stretch. I mean, if David Skins wins, it's simple, right? His his round of golf is really simple. Uh, if Austin Eckroat wins, it's a lot of fairways and greens. You know, it's a simple round. But if Minwoo Lee wins or somebody that's eight under or farther back, if one of those guys win, it's just mayhem. And that could be really cool. It could, it could be great. I'm rooting for Skins. I hope somehow he does it, but I don't think he will in the end. Uh, your pick of Shane Lowry is probably the correct one. But you got to... Yeah, but also the boring one. You, you got anything else for the viewers? What's on your Saturday night docket in the Ducharme household? I think I'm going to get down the street. My wife and kids are at a neighbor's house right now, so I'm probably going to go over there. Okay. Hang out a little bit. Get the kids to bed. I may follow suit. I've been. T- I, I'm a. I'm a sleepy boy today. <laughs> so I may okay. get in there. I, I'm getting. I'm before ten o'clock tonight. No question. All righty. Well, I think that's all we have. I, I'm. I'm. I'm a pre ten o'clock guy too. For <laughs> uh, <laughs> this was your round three recap for the sleepy boy greg ducharme you can find him on twitter at the real gfd i am patrick mcdonald you can find me at p mcdonald cbs this was your round three recap of the cognizant classic the first cut podcast we'll be talking to you guys tomorrow It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.